Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man on. He is, of course, uh, um, a Seattle radio host, but you probably know him from Fox News Channel and elsewhere. He does a great job. He's got great uh, uh, a great perspective. It's Jason Rance. Jason, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing well. I appreciate uh, the invitation today. I just want to give people a little bit of insight. We've been doing this for about 10 minutes, and you're actually on a train from New York City like to D.C., and it looked great for a second, then it would cut out, then it looked great, then it would cut out. So we'll make sure that uh, if I can find a good piece of that, we'll put it up as a short video so people can see you on the moving train. I thought that was very cool. I'm glad to have you on today. Uh, your book is called What's Killing America? Inside the Radical Left's Tragic Destruction of Our Cities. And, and as we spoke about a little while ago, before people could hear us, um, I've never been to Seattle, but I always had a, an affinity for Seattle. The Space Needle looks like a beautiful city. I, I've got people who call my show from the city. And and, and it did, they seem like really good people. And then we watch the news, and we see the Chaz or the Chop. We see you're closing down six city blocks, and uh, it's a it's an autonomous zone. It's a no go zone. We hate the police. We, we've got we've got what appears to be the undoing of a civil society there. So if you had to to tell somebody who'd never heard of Seattle before about your city, what do you say? I would say it is a city of tremendous promise. A city that unfortunately has ceded a lot of power over to recalcitrant activists who are motivated by very far to the left politics, who have infiltrated nearly every aspect of local county and state government. And we're now living the consequences of that. They see the world through a pretty extremist lens where they believe, and the only kudos I give to this movement over the last few years is they've been at least honest and open. They say they want to dismantle systems of oppression, and they believe that all institutions and systems within the government framework are oppressive. So what they've been doing is right. tearing them down and then rebuilding them. Yeah, but anarchy has never worked. And a, a, a society with a lack of values, mores, and, and some sort of a system has always failed. What, what is their end game? They can't think this is going to work. So they don't view this as anarchy. And I don't even think I view it as anarchy, although there is a well, little I th- bit I think the chop overlap. was. I think Chaz was anarchy, it's wasn't it? Yes, that was 100% anarchy, and that, of course, failed miserably. Yeah. This was a movement that started because they say Black Lives Matter, but two black teenagers were murdered there, Crazy. and it was due to their incompetence. But what they believe is a slightly different system of government, if you were to, to look at it, it's more socialist in view. But essentially, they want to, at some point, take in some instances, take away government control, in other instances, have only government control right and it depends on what we, so the criminal justice system is a perfect example of this they look at the criminal justice system that police are bad that they're the bad guys who will never actually get in, anything into order that jail does not uh, stop people or the threat of jail does not stop people from committing crimes that cops don't f- basically serve as a proactive measure against stopping crimes from occurring and so they want to look at things more they believe holistically where we're focusing on the individual as a victim they believe criminals are victims they don't seem to care all that much about the actual victims of the crimes but somehow society has failed these individuals who then go ahead and loot in philadelphia who go ahead and commit murders in san francisco that somehow society failing them led them to that point and of course that's a ridiculous perspective and yet that's the people who are in power right now in democrat-run cities have a general belief that the criminal is the bad is the is the victim and when you have that mentality of course you're not going to look at police 
a positive life. It's uh, Jason Rantz, R-A-N-T-Z. Get his book. It's called What's Killing America Inside the Radical Left's Tragic Destruction of Our Cities. It is uh, JasonRantz.com. Go to his website and check out everything that he does. Um, Brandon Johnson is a prime example of that in Chicago. When the mobs of criminals were breaking into stores and stealing everything and beating everybody up, um, he's, he, he was angry that people would dare say mob violence or mob crime. You have to say young people who are gathering together who don't have enough opportunity. But, Jason, as we watch the news unfold, it is, it is unreasonable to pretend that we don't see the destruction in front of our faces of, of Seattle, of Portland, of Chicago, of L.A., of Philadelphia, because of Soros DAs that aren't going to prosecute, because of mayors like Brandon Johnson who, who want to coddle criminals. It's getting worse and worse. Those numbers are, are palpable. They're real. They, they are, they're verifiable. So what is their argument in the face of that? Their argument is almost always that something else is to blame, that it has nothing to do with their system of belief. It's that we haven't gone far enough to the left. And, and, and they say wow. that all the time. They always just sort of back up. Uh, whenever their, their backs are up against the wall, they'll say, well, it's because the institution hasn't been fully realized, where it's still in power, that there's still this white supremacist culture in play. And that's a true reason why we still have these problems. If only you allow fully go into where we want to go, will we get you the results that we that you want? I truly every single person is blinded by the ideology that they're not looking at the data that we're looking at. And I believe that they think there's some short-term pain that all of us are going to have to experience in order to get that long-term gain once we fully get to their system of government. It, their their wow. conclusion, of course, that all will be well is absurd. It, we, we very clearly know that that's not going to be the, the case, and any even casual student of history knows that. But that's what's motivating them. And I would also warn people against one point, because you and I are obviously very well aware of George Soros, yes. and most people are as well at this point on the right. But we're at a point where it's not all George Soros-funded DAs who are doing this. We have DAs who just come from areas that already are leaning pretty far to the left. In King County, Washington, where Seattle is located, is a perfect example. We have had a prosecutor who decriminalized drugs. He wasn't backed by George Soros. He did this on his own. He got away with it because of the way the, the coded language that the left uses that I go through in my book, because if I were to ask someone what restorative justice was, they would probably have no clue. Right. But it's precisely what is being used right now to keep people out of jail, including violent criminals. And if you don't know the language that's being used and the thinking behind it, we're never going to truly be able to stop it. It's, it's crazy. I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, you, you also have a term uh, that, that, again, Brandon Johnson's using in Chicago, which it's not systemic racism anymore. It's foundational racism uh, racism which i find to be nuts because now if you question him on it he's going to say well the founding of our country was inherently racist yeah. so everybody who was oppressed and repressed back then needs to be able to go and steal from the convenience store it's jason rance uh jason r-a-n-t-z go to jasonrance.com get this book it's called what's killing america inside the radical left's tragic destruction of our cities what about that so i want to focus on this prosecutor in seattle that i wasn't aware was not a soros prosecutor here in bear county texas where i am which is where san antonio is We've got a, a guy who's in there who actually primaried the sitting conservative Democrat prosecutor and beat him because of a million dollars of Soros money. So I see why people voted for him because the advertising was everywhere. They lied and Soros backed him. Why would Seattle ever hire somebody who didn't have that sort of backing? Or was there some other benefactor that was giving a million dollars to that race that we don't know about? 
you don't need that kind of benefactor when you're in a city that is already really far to the left. Okay. And th there seems to be this competition to basically out-progressive one another. Now, I, in this case, with our previous DA, I don't know if he, – he actually started as a Republican. Now, I don't know how much of a Republican he actually was. Right. But he shifted very, very, very far to the left during the Trump years. And I think part of that was because he wanted to get reelected. But the problem was he was instituting policies that were uh, clearly inspired by the far left – he believed ultimately that putting someone in a jail cell does not get at the root cause of whatever is the reason behind an individual crime. Certainly when it came to drug use, he believed in something called harm reduction, another one of those terms that I can ask anyone to define, no one will know. Right. And yet harm reduction is being used in almost every single major city in this country, which basically says we're going to try to mitigate the risks of illicit substance use by handing out drug paraphernalia, giving them the tools that they need to stop spreading blood-borne diseases by sharing needles. So here's a clean needle. The problem is, of course, they don't focus any of their attention on actual treatment. And there are places in this country, and I covered this in the book, where you might not even think that harm reduction would be at play, and yet that's precisely what's going on because it's also being adopted at the federal level. And at the same time that we've really leaned into harm reduction as a strategy, what have we seen? We've seen record high fatal overdose rates yes. all across the country. And then we pretend that we don't know why it's happening. It's Jason Rance. Get this book. It's called What's Killing America Inside the Radical Left's Tragic Destruction of Our Cities. Anybody who's got a brain and a, and a set of working eyeballs can see that it's getting worse in these big cities. But what is their end goal? I mean, if they could press the button and make every city like Seattle exactly what they want it to be, they think they'll live in harmony. How? What does a utopia look, look like for these far-left progressives? I mean, they talk about it in terms of abolitionist views, right? I mean, in a perfect world for them, we abolish the police, we abolish jail because there would no, there would be no longer a need for either. They seem to think that you can give some therapy to, I guess, a serial killer and he'll never kill again. Wow. That is really the sick and twisted view that they have because it's it is driven by ideology when you are a true believer it is like a cult and let's be clear there, there's some true believers uh, of some pretty extremist views on the right as well yeah. and they would be equally dangerous but they don't have control of the culture the way that the radical left does the radical left are the ones who control the culture they're trying to to control language the only police they like are the word police and the you know the mayor johnson point i think is it should, should be underscored when you control the language, you control the debate. And so when they start to change the what, what you know certain words mean or certain phrases mean and start to adopt different kinds of language, it's a way to manipulate the public. I think some of them do it intentionally. Some of them don't realize that's what they're doing, but it's very clearly what they're doing. And it's all about coming off as if they're compassionate, as if they're the ones who are seeing things clearly. And it's those evil white supremacists, a term that doesn't mean anything anymore other right. than I don't like what you think. It, it, they're doing that with the intention of silencing opposition so that they can then impose their beliefs, not just on big cities, as many people have found out. This is not Las Vegas. What happens in Seattle or San Francisco, Atlanta, D.C., Chicago – it spreads, yeah. and there have been some people who have caught up to it. Your your guys, your mayor in in uh, Dallas figured it all out yes. and made a nice little switch that we're happy with. But for the most part, people are not able to connect the dots. We know something is wrong because we see it, we experience it, but we don't necessarily know the what's behind it. Why is something happening? And that's what I try to accomplish in the book. I point directly to the policies and the people who are responsible. 
Uh, go and get this book. It's called What's Killing America? Inside the Radical Left's Tragic Destruction of Our Cities. It's Jason Rance. JasonRance.com. He's a great uh, talk show host. You see him on Fox all the time. Um, I, I guess a very specific question I would have, and I wonder if you, you can give me an answer, at least from their perspective. I don't spend a lot of time with them. You live in Seattle, so you're seeing it every day. Um, what exactly would be the impetus for criminals to stop committing crimes? In their utopian world, in the world that they get everything they want, I mean, the, the politicians who want to be the controllers, what exactly is it that would make criminals stop doing what they do? Why would that go away? They believe that if you provide basic services and basic needs, basic necessities, that there will be no more reason for people to commit crimes. It is a naive way to yeah. look at the world and to look at other people because there are some people who are just bad. I certainly agree that there is a point where someone makes the decision to go down the wrong path and we should be doing a heck of a lot more to stop them from doing that. Agreed. However, I don't think folks on the left really want that conversation because it has to do with keeping the family structure together. It has to do with making sure that you have a, a strong male figure in the lives of young boys. They're the ones who are oftentimes going into gangs, committing crimes when they come from broken families. But that conversation apparently is racist, so we're not supposed to have it. Wow. But we don't have it to the detriment of, uh, I think, our communities. This, this notion that you just give people what they quote-unquote need in order to, you know, whatever this even means, thrive in life. I just I find that to be incredibly silly. In a perfect world, I would love that to be the case. We're yeah, not yeah, Jason, get they're already to a doing it. World. They're already doing it. Though. Yeah. They're giving them Section Eight. They're giving them welfare, free lunch at school. They're giving them the clothing that they want. They're giving them you know, Snap can be used anywhere now at any restaurant. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, they're already doing that. Yet they're not handing them Nikes and they're not handing them Rolexes. They're not handing them luxury cars. Therefore, they think they should have all of those things, probably because the mindset is, you're already giving me all this. Why can't I go and grab mm -hmm. myself a new iPad in Philadelphia? So so it's failing. Do they not know that, that their policies are failing? They don't recognize their policies as failures because they, again, they argue that we haven't fully implemented wow. it. There's always going to be something that they can point to and say, well, we never changed this, so how can you expect our plan to work? We never changed that, so of course it's not going to be perfect. We're trying to get there, but unfortunately these institutions are standing in the way and we have to get rid of them. And they do this by installing individual politicians. They, have a they are very, very, very well organized, and I wish uh, those of us on the right would get a little bit better organized. No, we suck at it. I mean, dude, just, just, just look at the so house. Bad. Just look at the house. We, we suck at it. Yep. We, we can't get together. I mean, Nancy Pelosi impeached Trump twice on absolutely nothing because she knew that mm -hmm. the, 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 all the Democrats would circle the wagons. She knew that everybody in the Senate and some Republicans would do the same thing. We, we've got Biden on the border. We've got Biden on Afghanistan. We've got Biden on being the crime family mob leader. And we haven't done anything yet, basically, this week a little bit. But you're right. So, so what's going to take to get people who are values-oriented, nuclear your family oriented good judeo-christian believing people to to get back on board i mean they've divided us very very well they have and i look at it in three ways number one you have to understand why the radical left believes what they believe because you can't argue with someone unless you understand their motivations yes you have to know precisely what they're doing in order to get to these institutionalized changes. Because, look, they've made a lot of institutional changes right now that have to be undone. And if you don't know where to look, you don't know what language to look for, you're not going to be able to spot it. And then number three, you simply have to organize. And that can mean different things to different people. It can mean going and connecting.
connecting with some neighbors or family members or coworkers who won't report you to HR for talking politics right. and just showing up to some meetings. When there's a meeting on a Tuesday at 11 a.m., a professional activist on the left can go and they have a lot of influence. And so we're going to have to understand that some of us are going to have to make some sacrifices. Not all of us. There are different ways to give back. It kind of depends on the particular issue, but what have we seen? I have a chapter on education. What have we seen specifically at school board meetings? One parent deciding to stand up and say, I don't think this is right. And then all of a sudden it's two parents and then three and four and five. You have right. to be that one person who takes that one stance that one time. And even though it kind of feels intimidating, you can end up creating a miniature movement within your community. And that spreads like wildfire. When we realize that we actually have the power, not a small group of activists, we can do the most for our communities. So well said, man. Very, very well said. It's Jason Rance. Get this book, What's Killing America Inside the Radical Left's Tragic Destruction of Our Cities. Go and get it right now. I maybe have 30 seconds left, Jason, for this answer. Um, it, there was an inflection point in New York City in the early 90s. They elected Rudy Giuliani. They elected statewide George Pataki because they were done. They were completely done, and we're not going to take it anymore. Can anything like that happen in Seattle, yes or no? It can. It's just going to take a long time to get there, and it's about getting past the primary system. And yeah. right now, you can have a bunch of moderates running. None of them are going to advance. It's only going to be the progressives. So we're, we're, we're getting closer, but we're not there yet. I appreciate you taking the time today. Safe travels to you. Get the book. It's called What's Killing America? Inside the Radical Left's Tragic Destruction of Our Cities. It's Jason Rents. Jason, come back again, okay? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. Appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Lots going on. We're frankly out of time. I appreciate you hanging out. Make sure you stop by YouTube and Instagram, Joe Talk Show. And go check out those short videos. Plus, I do some explainer videos on there as well. Uh, over on, on TikTok, if you're on there, Joe Pags, okay? That is Polo. That is Sam. For Carrie, who's off today, I'm Joe. Have an incredible weekend. Make sure that you keep in touch over the weekend, and we're back on Monday. See you. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.